This episode of Naval Gazing is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a plan gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years, we brought you the news. For the info, we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Hey everybody, welcome to Naval Gazing in the Valley Indie Podcast. This podcast is made possible thanks to valleygivesback.org. Please visit that website right now. My name is Eugene Driscoll. I'm a reporter with valleyindie.org, and I'm joined by controversial Valley Indie reporter Ethan Fry. Good morning, Ethan. Good morning, good morning. Today we're ripping off the cable news networks, putting on our pundit hats, touch upon two topics, basically. That don't seem connected, but through the magic of the internet, they are. One, a free lunch program in Ansonia. And two, how reporters should use social media, or more specifically, how Ethan Fry's social media use is constantly annoying me and creates headaches that I have neither the time nor inclination to deal with. All right, so some background. We're recording this episode on Thursday, September 6, 2018. Ansonia Public Schools recently announced that all students in the school district now qualify for a government program that provides free lunches for students. The free lunch announcement was posted to various places on Facebook, where it was greeted warmly, for the most part, from what I read. But to be honest, I in no way read every reaction, every reaction to the news on Facebook. Uh, this all happened, I guess this announcement came, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like a week or two before Labor Day, and we were off, and doing other stories yeah we had a pretty you mentioned like the uh they sent out a press release and like i didn't get we didn't get it like in our inboxes but they posted it on the uh, website of the school district on august 29 um so anyway that's neither here nor there but at about 6 30 this morning thursday september 6 2018 i eugene driscoll received an email containing a letter and two screenshots from facebook attached to the email one of the screenshots showed a comment under the post about Ansonia's free lunch program. And the person making the comment under the topic wrote, quote, Ansonia Public Schools, with public being in capital letters, dot, dot, dot. Guess no one thought about the private school. The second screenshot showed four reactions on Facebook. You know, a reaction can be uh, a like or, or whatever on Facebook. Angry. And, right. Yeah, I, was, I don't remember them all. Yeah, it can be a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it was three thumbs up and a laughing emoji from Ethan Fry sitting across from me right now. The letter, which was signed uh, 
which accompanied those, those screenshots. And I'm withholding the author's name because he or she did not want to discuss the letter or publish it with a name attached. I offered to publish it as a letter to the editor uh, because I think it has some good info in it. Like it, it enlightened me on some things that I was not aware of uh, concerning this program because I have not really looked into this program in any way. Uh, and I don't, we didn't get or receive the, the, the press release about it. We didn't even, we didn't publicize it uh, in any way. But I also think it can start a little conversation about how modern local journalism uh, has changed and the pitfalls you and I can face as an organization and as individuals uh, over how we react to things on social media. So here, I'm just going to read the letter. Uh, and it was addressed to Ethan, but I, it was sent to me as well. CC'd. Yeah. It was, yeah. So I got a letter and here it is. I write to provide you with some background information so that perhaps you will no longer find laughable or comical an opinion that Assumption School should have been considered in the BOE's grant application for free meals. While I've previously shrugged off comments where you've generalized that all members of a certain political party were racist and other political generalities, excuse me, I feel compelled to address this issue as it not only perpetuates a false representation of the student population at Assumption, but also fails to acknowledge that under the NSLP Assumption I'm sorry, under the NSLP, Assumption students are eligible for reduced and free lunch. It is a benefit extended to all children, regardless of race, religion, etc. This program provides meals in a variety of settings, including private daycare, public schools, and to Catholic schools. Assumption parents have had the option to participate in NSLP for over a decade, the Ansonia BOE charges assumption students for the meals provided under the program the assumption parents fill out the same forms and abide by the same income guidelines as the public school student population it should be noted that during the summer months when the ansonia boe offers free breakfast and lunch to residents under 18 it also provides these meals to various camps in town even those privately funded i presume that the emoji used was in response to your belief that the student population at Assumption can afford to pay for their own lunches. Some students enrolled in our school do receive free and reduced lunch. Even if your presumption was correct, that Assumption children should be excluded because they could afford lunch, understand that the new benefit being extended to the BOE students benefits all students previously categorized as students who could, quote, afford, unquote, to purchase lunch without the need to have it subsidized. Arguably, the same population that you laughed at, quote-unquote, when an opinion was expressed relative to their participation in the program. I welcome you to visit the Assumption School to learn more about the student population, its teachers, principal, as well as the various financial aid and scholarships programs. I am sure that many of your preconceived assumptions relative to this school will be proved baseless. I've always been a supporter of your organization and understand that as an individual, you are entitled to your own beliefs. I hope that this email can provide you with some background to become better familiar with the facts surrounding the NSLP and the assumption population so that you will not find someone's opinions inquiring into same so, quote unquote, comical. RAC just 
flip. So that's the end of the letter. So Ethan Fry, I ask you, if you're willing to talk about this, why did you choose to react to that original comment with a laughing emoji? And then my follow-up would be, why did you feel the need to react to this in any way at all? Uh, I mean, I, I've, I take issue with a lot of the things said in that letter. Um, I, and I don't know. We were, the, but into, to, the, to the question of why did I click the laughing emoji, um, I guess it just goes down to like a bedrock belief that um, we should have a separation of church and state in this country and that a suggestion that uh, taxpayer dollars should be allocated to a private or uh, and or private religious school, I think, yes, is laughable. Uh, I realize that there are tax dollars, I get like indirectly as the letter writer describes uh, in terms of uh, participation in the, in the school lunch program being allocated to, to private religious schools, but I don't think that should be the case. And yeah, I, like in, in terms of why react to it at all, like I, yeah, I see your point that, you know, should we, you know, shouldn't we just stay on the sidelines or whatever? I, I, under, I could, I could, I could understand that point of view. I just, you know, I don't know what to say really. Other than that, I, you know, I, I, I have, I have beliefs that I express sometimes and, uh, you know, maybe it's a mistake for me to do that, but I, I, I do nonetheless, but. What's sort of, what's interesting about this to me, uh, when I got the letter, the first thing I did was get angry because I'm like, why am I dealing with Ethan Fry's social media use at 6.30 in the morning? Uh, and I, but then I was confused as to what the letter was about and I asked for some clarification. Uh, I took, I remember that, that thread being, on, it was on an Ansonia community page because Facebook has devalued news organizations, uh, in my opinion, and I think this can be proven uh, by past articles and Facebook statements and, and all that the media has covered. They, they're, they're devaluing news organizations such as ours because of what happened with all the uh, manipulation that happened in the most recent or 2016 um, national election, and they've given that traffic to community groups. And so now I see uh, volunteers in the community regularly dealing with the headaches that I've been dealing with for 10 years and beyond that mm. when you try to manage an, an internet community of, of comments, you right. try to walk yeah, that yeah. line between. Um, so anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's where this uh, comment comes from. But I thought, okay, so Ansonia free lunch program has been extended to all students. People were saying, that's great. That's great. That's great. And then one person gets in there and says, but what about the private schools? I took that comment to just, be indicative of what happens on social media each and every day, especially in Ansonia, where people argue about everything. Mm. It's just part of our nature uh, on, on uh, social media. So I, I kind of, and I guess I thought your laugh was like, oh my God, people will argue about anything, including free lunch programs for oh, kids. Yeah. I think there's an undercurrent too, in it, like the, the biggest uh, controversy that we see comments sort of mushrooming every time it comes up is uh, 
the conflict between the the board of ed and the city and i think that there was a an element or a flavor or whatever you want to call it in that thread about the school lunch program that it it, it was like uh i mean I, i'm trying to think of a way to say this but i i, I think that like that sort of played into it that uh, set against that well, background I, that's and that's to my point because I think one of the things that you and I have to be careful of, and I'm, of course, far from perfect, but there's sometimes where it's, as a reporter, it's better to just shut up. It's better to adopt that Goodfellas belief when uh, Henry Hill, as a teenager, gets arrested for the first time for selling cigarettes out of the back of the tractor trailer. And what does De Niro tell him? De Niro's character. Always I, keep I your mouth I was, shut. I was watching Dances with Wolves. Always keep your mouth shut. Never rat on your friends. Uh, and that's, of course, a horrible criminal, uh, you know, psychopath uh, view. The rule of the streets. But, yeah, if you have – street smarts, if you – as a reporter, I mean, that is – I think you're absolutely correct. And Sonia is on pins and needles when it comes to education funding, that lawsuit. Uh, the article we published last night where the State Board of Ed has opened up a probe, a bureaucratic probe of some kind into this dispute over education dollars – so it's, I mean, I think it's more important than ever for us to be old school and just not weigh in on that stuff uh, or don't leave it open to interpretation. Mm. There's other, I guess, because I think this can come back to hurt us, and it has, I think, as an organization, as two guys trying to report the news without being accused of bias, uh, stuff like that, you know, just doing an emoji with no explanation hurts us because uh, yeah, people are already out to get you they are they've told me it's been brought up we had a public official grab my camera at a meeting uh, so well he was out to get you he, well, I'm blaming he loves you. me uh, the uh, well, I yeah think, I, I, think could, I can understand people that think like you're that, a puppet of mine sometimes yeah I, I mean I and here's my proof you're the only one that's getting feedback from your social media posts you had that post months and months ago where you dropped an f-bomb on a guy uh you know yeah and i i got you know i shouldn't have used and uh, i get it's a hard thing because well the whole yeah the whole way you address them these are you got to remember that these are people that you're covering these are sources they're people in your community you gotta handle it with uh is modicum a word? Is that the word? You got you to be re- more respectful. A modicum I think, of, of, of... Of respect. Sure. Because I think what happens is, as reporters, we start to be contemptuous of, of, of our readers because we're annoyed by them because they're always commenting and they're always asking us questions and they're always filling in holes in our stories. Like, I think that's natural. We just have to watch out for that because we don't want that to turn into a, an yeah. emoji that triggers a 550-word letter. Yeah, I I mean I, I if like I think I have a pretty good record of if somebody points out a, an an error or something we didn't report or whatever it's oh okay like we'll follow we'll try to follow up on that thanks for pointing it out um you know I I like the, that thing months ago I I would argue that that you know the 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 person who I was responding to was just blatantly in the wrong I'm I'm not going to yeah, but there's still no. I mean, there's still no excuse for pulling off a f bomb as a, you know, you're representing sure, sure. more than you, sure. Because what you do affects this whole organization sure, and, and sure. my family and people that you have no. You know, I think we just have to be more careful. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I just, I, 
the distinction I'm trying to draw is that that person wasn't saying like, oh, like they I saw, I read wrong. a story you wrote, and like I think you know it wasn't like that. It was the they the expressing a neo Confederate uh, viewpoint that you know I don't think has any place in. Well, for what I remember, they just polite they just, society. They just stated something that was just factually wrong. I mean. That but was still, still Confederate, yes. But I guess like it's what I don't remember exactly. But yeah. but we have to. It's it's our behavior, though. Like you know what I mean. Like I guess sure, yeah. Like when I drive through towns in the valley, like I, I I make sure I don't have a busted headlight. And maybe I'm parent. Maybe I'm just paranoid. But I think that's a good way to be as a reporter because it's it makes a, uh, you're a better reporter if you always assume someone's watching you and they're out to get you. And I think it's true in Ansonia. So that, that's all. I, and I think some of that letter is indicative of that because they bring up this whole other thing about how all, I don't even remember, I'd have to read it again, something about racist politicians and and all that. I guess people yeah, I mean, looking, that's one thing I would take an issue with. And, and like, I, you know, we're essentially publishing an anonymous op-ed here, which I guess is, is sort of the norm journalistically uh, nowadays. But and I, I, think, like, I think like that person sort of, you know, smearing me uh without stating who they are i don't like i don't know about that but i i would question like i i don't i i i've pointed to policies that have been uh promulgated by you know the the administration of of the president and stuff like that as as you know questioning whether they're racist or not i don't think every member of the Republican Party is racist, but I would think that, you know, in, in it, it's borne out by the, you know, the op-ed that was published in the New York Times yesterday, uh, the reporting around uh, Bob Woodward's recent book, that there are clearly members of that political party who find the, uh, the policies of, of the administration troubling. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it, was, it was more sort of pointing out yeah, who knows exactly? What, who know? Thing. Who knows what that person is exactly? You know, precisely referring to. And my thing about even doing a podcast on this, even though the I don't think the person wanted this discussed. Uh, I just think in certain cases it's in our interest uh, to be transparent because we call upon others to do so. And my point is simply that I mean I I also I am not a supporter of Donald Trump. I think uh, he's dangerous. I've said that from the get go. Uh, which is, should I just shut up about that or not? But I'd rather have it out there than not because of all, all the things that he says about the press and, and just all his yeah, Twitter feed. Yeah, just I, read the I guy's Twitter. That, but 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 I think there's a and I think there's a better like, way to walk the line because I haven't had anybody come back and you yeah, perhaps out I'm, two or I'm, three I'm, times I'm sure more it. outspoken about it and perhaps illiberal uh, in terms of enunciating it. But I guess I would say that like regardless of how allegedly intemperate i am about it i would ask anyone who's criticizing that to point to anything i've written or my coverage of any well, local event saying this right. is well that's the, where your bias is reflected in in and, this story and my, my I fear i don't think you could yeah. but my fear is that if we continue to sh- and basically we're having we're talking about having a big mouth and we continue to shoot off our mouths sometimes. And it's and I, look, I do a horror movie podcast where I curse like a sailor. And every day I'm like, oh, is that going to come back and cause me to lose my job? 
but you know, I justify it in my head. But I could be absolutely wrong too. But my concern is that it, 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 us shooting our mouths off sometimes can interfere with what our daily mission is, and our our missions become much more complicated because of what's happening uh, on the national level and our own personal strong beliefs beliefs system, uh, you know, uh, concerning national stuff. And and yeah, that letter kind of it triggered me because it was, I think it's someone who's clearly reading every single tweet and Facebook post you you post that and, the, and i'd also and say building a case against you thanks which, for thanks for reading which I mean, makes that, me that I've, you know flattered which makes me nervous because that's the whole thing it's like how do we you know our mission is to build a stronger community by creating an informed community and then uh, part of that you know basically we're not supposed to get along with the mayor's office all the time in any of these towns if we're doing our, our job there of course people are going to be yeah. angry at us but there is this whole other thing going on uh as the national debate sort of devolves into this insanity on twitter how do we not let that stuff affect us and i don't have the answer and i'm not lecturing you now i've stopped lecturing you but it's a it's a different, it's a weird position to be in because at the same time, I've said from day one, we should use social media like the rest of the planet. And that includes making mistakes, making melt, you know, having meltdowns on, on Facebook. I've argued with readers for an entire day in threads on More Facebook. Day, yeah. Although I haven't done that. I have yeah, finally learned yeah. to let that stuff go. By and large, you always have let that stuff go. But... Uh, you know, Some notable exceptions, I guess. But I, I guess I would come from it at it uh, from the point of view of like, yeah, be yourself. And that, in, you know, there's nobody. I mean, I don't think th there's a lot of people who are apolitical, don't know or care what's going on and stuff that affects them. And I, like, I don't think that I think it drives me nuts. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I guess the part is, is it, is it our place or are we being arrogant sometimes? Because I know I am. I've gotten accused of this. Sure. Yeah. On my Facebook page, I'll post whatever. I mean, I think I try to just highlight the great reporting being done by other agencies who, who daily mission is to cover uh, national politics. But I worry that I'm just coming across as an arrogant jerk. And I've had people say that. People unfollow right. me or, you know, some of those people I hold I don't respect them because they've just disappeared to Instagram to watch, you know, to look at pictures of Kim Kardashian who just bury their heads in the sand. So I get what you're saying. I, and I agree with you. And I think but we should it, not be it, jerks. It, you know, it, it for, I, I know this, it's not what you're saying that we should do, but there is the point of view that like, you should just, you know, be a, be a sphinx and be inscrutable and not say, you know, anything about what you believe. And I think that you should, you know, we should, you know, if we, if we express our, our beliefs, then people will know where we stand. And, you know, it, it, I think it, it'd be just as bad to try to hide that um, because, yeah, and, and, and like and, people, and, I like there's people I talk with every day who know that I'm, I'm not a conservative, um, but will still talk to me because they know I'm fair and accurate in terms of being uh, a reporter. And that's all I've ever tried to be. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I could see your, your point that it, it could complicate, uh, things. And I guess I would just return to like, I, I mean, in that issue specifically, like, yeah, I just think it, it's sort of like a bedrock principle of, of our country going back hundreds of years that, 
um, yeah, 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 yeah. Public yeah. money I know shouldn't that. go to, to what do I gotta hear from you education. for? I mean, and like this isn't. Although here's the thing. I mean, I, I, here's the thing. I, I, like, I had no idea. What I really liked about that letter, and part of the reason I also read it, is that I had no idea that Catholic schools even qualified for the program. I assumed that Catholic schools did not get the money. Um, so I thought the letter was enlightening. Mm. Um, you know, I, I wish we could have been allowed to just publish it uh, as is with a name because uh, it had a lot of good information. I was also amazed in the thread that, I mean, the, the, the genesis of this program goes back. I mean, anybody right. can look it up, just Google it. Because somebody said, well, well, this just teaches uh, families to rely on, you know, government cheese for, for support. And it's like, this goes back to 1946. This came out after World War II. So, I mean, unless all those people are idiots and we just had generation of idiots buying I'm sure into if, this. If the, if the program didn't exist and was proposed now, I, I think you'd find a lot of opposition and there's, yeah, there is point of view, and there's an effort to scale it back too. But I was just amazed at Which some is, of the some of the and it's, very, again, it's people just weighing in on Facebook without thinking of ramifications because people just react. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's one of the the pitfalls of, of social media. So I thought uh, the letter that I read, and you can, people can go back and, and listen to it, had a lot of uh, information that I had no idea. I thought missing in everything about this because the. Uh, Hearst did they published something on this I don't know if it was exactly a news story it was more like well, sometimes we'll t- we, we take a lot of press releases and just put it right on the site label it a press release uh, so hopefully you, you know what that means and so we can do you know uh, dedicate our time to doing other stories that we're looking into I mean the fact of the matter is that this is indicative of people struggling yes, a lot of yes. families in Ansonia and Derby uh, my kid goes to a school, everybody gets a free lunch. Uh, a lot of people can't afford this, you know, and that's indicative. Of, and you can blame, oh, well, they're just lazy or however people, and I've seen that on Facebook, okay, have that opinion. But you can't deny the fact 78% of students in Ansonia qualified for a school lunch last year, according to the Connecticut Post. Uh, and that was probably a figure from the school district. So that's, what that's. I mean, there's 2,400 kids, I think. So that's like, I did the math on this earlier. That's uh, what, 1,800, 1,872 kids. So now the change is that an additional 528 uh, get the program. So that's really the, what's get, what gets lost in all this, mm-hmm. I think, that you know, people are struggling. The economy is a, you know, on the upswing and GDP is up and all that, but, and yet 78% of the students qualify for free or reduced uh, lunches. So and anyway, I, like, that's I just, the crux like, of the matter is that if, I'm. I'm not saying everybody who goes to Assumption School that can afford. Well, that was another. Yeah, that. Know, I didn't take that from your article, from your comment at all. But maybe that's because I know you. And like I said, I thought you were just. I just think that everybody like reacts negatively yeah. to everything. Um, uh, like I don't. I mean, like the Catholic Church, if if they want to have a sectarian school. And again, I don't care. I guess my question. They could give I get, free lunch to the kids. And my reaction to that is, I don't, you know, who cares? Sorry. That's I mean that's for other people to uh, to tackle. I mean the one thing though, like uh, you know, we thought about sending my son to Catholic school, uh, and I, I, like, I, I went him. to I went to a, a Jesuit college. Like that doesn't I, count. I, mean, I guess I'm a hypocrite. Um, like I, you know, a lot of my family members and friends are, are Catholic. I just I you know I, I don't think it's some totally evil organization. I think that there are some significant flaws 
Uh, oh, God. It, all right, great. Without, but leave that but, for your but, book. When you yeah, retire, yeah. write your book on, on all that. But my point being, like, one thing that I, I was thinking about by the letter, just, like, I don't think anybody's There are positive saying, aspects to it as an organization, schooling-wise and stuff. I just don't, I don't want my tax dollars to support it. And I, and I and I guess I'm saying I don't want to I don't want to hear it I don't I just don't want to hear it because you're just gonna you're just basically taking a dump on our readers and it's just to me that's just bad part of your job as a reporter or my job is you have to like I mean, there's there's I'll go back to Henry Hill you got to be street smart or a little political and there's no point jabbing somebody in the eye for no reason is it worth jabbing somebody in the eye when those are pretty basic statements that it's not I don't think it's our job to sort of get on the soapbox and espouse those beliefs, people don't want to hear it, uh, especially if we're just sort of kicking them in the shins. But I was taken aback by the assumption that I never thought like rich kids are going to Catholic school. I think that I thought that stereotype went away uh, a while ago. I mean, it's because it's like if you have childcare, you're probably paying at least 12 grand a year for childcare, somehow living paycheck to paycheck doing that, speaking from experience. And I thought I couldn't afford Catholic school. And then I looked into it and said, oh, I'm just going to be rolling my childcare dollars over uh, to the local Catholic school. But I never got my kid baptized or confirmed. And he would, no, actually, confirmed would come later. I didn't do the communion or any of that stuff. So I feel like I'd be a fraud. But uh, anyway, that's, that's, my opinions on that. I don't want to get fired or lose all our funding over a laughing emoji. Because if you look at the work we did this week alone, and Ethan carried the site, here's a review of our top five stories of the week. And it bothers me that that letter, you know what I mean? Like we, we did all, you do all these stories and an emoji prompts the response. Number five, Ansonia Planning and Zoni postpones discussion of Castle Lane application. One thing that we do differently than other news organizations in the state of Connecticut, we answer people's questions. And a person had a good question on Facebook yesterday, and I, you kind of answered it in a previous story, but a lot of times people don't like to click links and go back. So perhaps I should, as an editor, should have included this into the story. But how does this application, Mr. Ethan Fry, here's something I would like to hear from you. How does this compare to, let's say, the first application for this controversial subdivision uh, in a residential part of Ansonia, which neighbors are basically worried it's too much, too much for the area, too much for the neighborhood? The... Original application was for uh, housing subdivision. I'm, I'm not sure. I th- like maybe twenty houses in, or I'll I'll just look it up quickly. Yeah, and I'll I'll. But it, it was a, it was a it was a housing subdivision, um, like separate individual houses on different lots to be built there. This application, twenty three home subdivision proposed. In that Ansonia. was the original. That was two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Okay. Um, this one is for. Uh, sort of, I guess, yeah, individual units, but of of age restricted housing. Is that and that's the big change right now? It's age restricted. Yes, that was. So uh, the the planners can't uh, say, oh, it's going to impact twenty our units of age restricted housing. Yeah, um, and then with like a clubhouse. Uh, oh, and let me let me just like that. ask you another question. I think the person who posed that question. Oh wait, I'm going to get a 
phone call on here. Are we still on? Are we still on? Still on. Say something into your mic real fast. Hello. Okay, sorry. Sibilance. The person who posed the question assumed that the previous applications had been rejected. Is that... I thought he... The, I thought the original application was rejected a couple years... I think that was appealed. A judge sided with the PNZ, the Planning and Zoning Commission, in uh, rejecting it. Then there was another application a couple years after that um, for a 10 or a 15 home subdivision instead of a 20 home subdivision. Eventually there was an a-, or a 23 home. Eventually there was an application filed for a 10 home subdivision. Again, all the neighbors came out against it, said, you know, this is going to, uh, you know, espoused a lot of beliefs about what it would do the to, impact. to the to the neighborhood and and uh, wells and stuff oh, in the area. Oh, and then the city said, "Hey, and we'll this, buy it." Yeah, this there was a discussion oh, about yeah. the city buying it and keeping it as open space, and they they got a grant for some of the money, uh, and then there was a agreement signed that said, "We'll for, uh, essentially an option to buy." <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but then the the city was never able to get enough of the the money to to purchase the property outright. And now, just earlier this year, the the new application was filed, and there was a public hearing that we I, I forget what whether we were at another meeting we had yeah there's something else or going we on we were off that day or whatever but we we didn't cover that public hearing specifically but according to a po- uh, a story I believe in the register uh, again vocal opposition uh, to the project from the uh, the residents in the neighborhood and just last week there was a planning and zoning mission where this was on the agenda probably a dozen residents in the neighborhood showed up but they had just gotten the transcript back from that public hearing so they said like let's not discuss this at length tonight let's push it off till till next month and now it's scheduled to be discussed uh at their meeting next month again all right look at that that was our fifth most most read story of this week number four and this is amazing because this wasn't shared on social media, which is where a bulk of our traffic comes from. Jack Hunt Day, September 14th in Ansonia. Just posted yesterday. Right, yeah. So that's a story with a lot of interest. And we posted, we came back from vacation, we posted literally 20 news yeah, items yeah, yeah. yesterday. So that was quickly pushed down the page, but people found it. So and that, I guess like, that says I, a lot I didn't about even realize that because there was a vote to to name that practice field after Jack Hunt, the legendary Ansonia football coach. I think back in 2014. But this is they're going to f- formally have a ceremony uh, and put a sign there. I guess so. That, okay. That's sort of a new development. So that was number four. Number three. These are all Ansonia stories. Copper thank, City, baby. Thank you. I don't want any Ethan Fry emojis on any of these stories on Facebook, if I may make that. Although it's your, I, I, I can't, of course. I'm just gently suggesting that. There's no punitive action I could take or anything like that. I'm an old man, though. I've seen I'm, enough I'm to know I've seen I'm too su- much. You know, Number three. We're, we're not. State school board starts investigation into Ansonia school funding dispute. Also, less than 24 hours ago, posted. Climbing the charts. There is definite interest in that story. Number two. Oh, I like this one. Derby property owners, you'll start paying for the sewer referendum soon. That is a repost. I bumped up. I got my sewer bill over the weekend in Derby, or maybe it was Friday. Uh, yeah, I mean, geez. 
that capital talking fee. earlier about the capital fee and yeah, four hundred bucks my regular annual fee, or and I and I just paid it all and then two hundred and fifty seven. Okay. Is it is it like the taxes where you could split it up into two or you can? I would encourage Derby residents to uh, read their bill. I couldn't. It, it's a little confusing. I just I was just, I just paid it and now I have. Uh, I got a couple of grand due to the IRS that I'm struggling to figure out how I'm going to pay it at the end of this month because I stupidly decided to just rip the Band-Aid off with WPCA. Uh, so that's depressing. But anyway, I thought it would be uh, worthy to bump up this podcast interview we did with Jack Walsh, the volunteer chairman of the WPCA, in which he explained in great detail that this bill would be coming because I know people had to be shocked. Even I was. I was like, wait, I thought I paid this already. I had not. And the f- number one red story this week, Ethan Fry wrote one, two, one, two, three, three of our top five. Seymour, including number one, Seymour home invasion suspects due in court. And that was a bizarre tale out of the town of Seymour over alleged drug dispute narcotics sale dispute and playstations and all kinds of ugly things but anyway that was the most read story of the week so i guess in closing i will ask that i think those five stories are a mix and a good representation of what the valley indie hopes to do each and every day we fall short many times we're getting old and burnt out i'll admit that uh you know it weighs on our soul sometimes i I i would ask that people look at that and weigh that against over whether, you know, say once a week we're jerks on social media because it's going to happen. But I think, I, I hope the good outweighs any personal disagreements we may have over things uh, in, in, in the world today, in this crazy town of a world. Ethan, is there anything uh, you want to say? Is there anybody else you want to offend maybe as we close it out since you've, you wrote all those stories? There's a lot I'd, I'd want to say, but I guess in the interests of uh, comity, C-O-M-I-T-Y, and uh, decorum, I'll hold off. I'll leave it to my uh, Facebook page. Just kidding. Yeah. Anyway. I, I mean, yeah, just be, be reasonable. And I guess this is like, it's one of the reasons I, just I like. Started uh, eating gum. No, what'd you say? Go ahead. Like I, I don't know. I've, I've been a lot more reticent recently. But like when I started here, people I would know around, like I'd meet reporting, would friend request me on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, but I've become a lot more reticent recently about accepting yeah, any of those way. requests. Hey, I've lost like, friends, man. The guy from my wedding party. I don't have many friends in this world. I had two people in my wedding party. The guy I went to Iona with. Another, uh, I went to an Irish Jesuit college. And uh, I can't talk to the guy. technically? Yeah, what did I say? Jesuit. No, it's I, not I went Jesuit. To Jesuit school. Irish Christian Brothers. Go Stags. So, I can't talk to the dude. I had to unfriend him. We've exchanged really angry emails. He started up like a, uh, in my opinion, well, he started his own like podcast, but he's also part of a pack that raises money, I guess, for Trump candidates, Trump like candidates in the state of Florida. And every day he's complaining about biased that media divulged on and podcast. I, I asked him that I said, you know, I just saw that you're the treasurer of this pack. 
shouldn't that be on? How, when do you mention that? You're not. Re- how do you call out, you know, the national media for being in bed with the Democrats when you have that happening? He says, well, when he mentions it, when the pack is mentioned, he oh, mentions okay. the he brings it out. You know, which is it should be a banner on your site if you had any type of understanding of ethics. And this guy's a former reporter that I got a job at a newspaper, so I understand about yeah. Countries we're being yeah. tar- torn apart. Like the only, uh, I, I you're guess, tearing me apart. Where's that I guess from? what I'd add is that you know, regardless of any of our views on on the national stuff, pretty much everybody accuses us of being biased. That's true. Locally. Yeah, you as, you especially. So, well, that's why I'm know. telling you. You have a target on your back. I I've, I've never. I mean, it's a little insane to me, and it's all that Antonia school funding thing. You know, it's all, everybody thinks whatever they're thinking. So. I, I like people on Democrats who accuse me of being biased before, or accused us of being biased. Yeah, no, no, before, and I'm, say, no, I'm saying both yeah. sides, everybody, yeah, 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 everybody, because yeah. it, it's, it, you know, that issue is I mean, you, the, triggered the episode involving you and your camera, you were, you know, accused. I blame of, you. <laughs> I think, because people think I'm the. The, the, well, the puppet master, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. right. And listen to this podcast. I don't have any control over this guy. I'm telling him to please stop being a jerk on social media. doesn't listen to me. All right. This is Eugene Driscoll on behalf of Ethan Fry saying uh, see you next time. <laughs>